Welcome to the Sunday morning podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Crawley. This message is by Rohan Andrew. We are carrying on, as we can see from our slides. So um, over the last few weeks, we've been t- talking about living a life as a worshipper. And it's part of all of our next steps, living a next steps life, as we were talking about. And Pastor Clive, we saw the video and he kind of shared a bit of a vision as we're going into the autumn. And he talked about what it means to live a next steps life. So we did that kind of next step Sunday. Remember all the stations and people going around getting prayer and um, signing up for things. So yes, this, this next season of time, we're kind of still going through the messages. So in that meeting with the other congregation leaders, we talk about the different messages that are coming up and, um, and just what God, we feel like God is wanting to say to his people. So we'll be going, maybe for the next few months, we're going to be just looking at what it means to live a, a life as a worshipper. So last week we touched on the nature and the character of God and his attributes and how, what, what his heart is for us and who he is. Because we need to know the one we worship. That was the title of last week's message, to know the one we worship. And one of the scriptures that I brought out was, from Ex, was Exodus 34, verse 5 to 7. And it says, Then the Lord came down in a cloud and stood there with him, this is with Moses, and he called out his name. So God called out his own name, Yahweh. The Lord passed in front of Moses, calling out Yahweh, the Lord, the God of compassion and mercy. I'm slow to anger, filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. I lavish unfailing love to a thousand generations. I forgive iniquity, rebellion and sin, but do not excuse the guilty. And do you know what? Actually, if you, if you read through that, that chunk of scripture, this is before Christ. Actually, a lot of those attributes and the character of God applies to who Jesus was. Compassionate, or who Jesus is, compassionate, mercy, slow to anger, filled with unfailing love and faithfulness towards us. He lavishes love towards us and forgives sin. And he shows us, he shows us mercy. I like what Holly said this morning. Holly didn't know some of the things that I was going to say this morning. She knew that we were talking about the character and nature of God. But what Holly said is actually something we're really going to touch on quite strongly is about well, she said that when people gather together, sometimes we can feel, correct me if I'm, I can make a mistake with this, we, people can gather, we gather together and God's ready to give out gifts, but we often think we're gathering together and, and actually we have a misunderstanding of, of God's heart towards us and we think he's here to tell us off, to tell us how bad we are, to tell us how sinful we are, to tell us all the negatives in our life when actually what God is wanting to do is encourage us and bless us and edify us and strengthen us. And yeah, there's things that all of our, that we have in all of our lives, including myself, including Pastor Colin, including everyone, nobody is perfect. There's always stuff in our lives that we can improve and grow in and, and, and be strengthened in and kind of be guided and, and guided in so that we, we're not doing the wrong things all the time. But he understands us and he knows he knows what's going on in our lives, and I'm going to touch on that a bit more. But God is a good God, and, he, and that is his character. He lavishes his love on us. He is compassionate towards us. He, wants, he shows us mercy. He's slow to anger, and he forgives us. So when we come to him and we confess our sins, as 1 John 1, 1.8 says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 
he's a forgiving God. He wants to keep that closeness with us. He doesn't want any junk in the way. He just wants us to be walking with him in the beginning of that 1 John 1, 8 scripture. Uh, it must be 1 John 1, 7, something like that, 6. It says, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we can have fellowship with him. So, we're going to look at today his, his abundant nature. His nature is always to give. His nature is always to love. His nature is always to bless and to prosper us. That's what he wants to do for us. That's who he is. He's a giving God. He's a loving God. He's a loving father. And in his character, just who he is, he's, God is love, so he loves. God is our Jehovah Jireh. He, it's one of his names. That means he's our provider, so he provides. And there's more names of God. I mean, we haven't got time to go into all the names of God, but because, it, because of who he is, he acts out of who he is. He's our healer, so he heals. You know, he, he's, he's there for us. He says in his word, he, he'll never leave us or forsake us. He's constantly there. He's constantly giving. He's constantly out of just who he is. He wants to just bless us as a people. And one of the things we want to tackle this morning is having a mindset where we believe the worst of God. We believe, oh, he doesn't want to do that for me, though, because I'm not as holy as everyone else. And he doesn't, it, it's a, called a poverty mindset. He, he wants to bless everyone else, but not me. He wants me to kind of live with just about enough or even in poverty, but everyone else he, he will bless. And, you know, and you hear of every, other people having testimonies of getting gifts and things like that from God, but not me. And we want to just break that, that negative kind of mindset where people just can't receive from God. If you have that kind of mindset, it's, it's unbelief is what it is really in its essence. And if you have that mindset, you, it blocks his blessing from coming to you because you don't, you don't believe that he wants to give to you. And we have to apply faith in anything we receive from God. There's, a, there's an application of some level of faith. And if, we're not, if we don't have faith to believe his word, to believe his character, it, it, it causes a blockage. So we want to break that this morning. Amen? As a, as a father of three myself, I love nothing more or will love nothing more to see my children prosper. When they grow older and they get jobs and they, they, you know, they grow in life and, and they move away or whatever, I want to see them prosper in life. And even at their young age now, you want to see them prospering at school, with their friends, in education, in just at home with myself and Anna. You want to see them prospering. It's a positive thing. You want to see them growing and, and just being godly children. And, and as they get older, prosper, just prospering in life financially, physically, mentally, you know, emotionally, just being whole people. And that's God's heart for us. You know, I know not all of you are parents, but you should you'd understand this analogy that God wants the best for his children. He wants the best for us. Now, just to clear up a bit of, a, of one of the questions that comes up a lot, and it's, it's kind of tackling the whole prosperity gospel thing. Many of us would have heard of that. I mean, if you switch on some of the Christian channels on TV, you, you hear some of it. 
And it's all about, you know, God just wants to bless you. He wants to give you a bigger house, bigger car. He wants to give you loads of money. He wants to make you rich. He wants to make you a millionaire. Just give your gift in, phone in now and give a gift of £100 and he's going to heal you. He's going to do this and that for you. And there's, there's obviously some things that aren't quite true about that. And there's some deception in there. But God wants to prosper us, but it may not look like we're all millionaires. He wants to give us, he said he'll meet all of our needs. So individually, wherever we are, it's, it's kind of, um, it's, uh, what's, what's the word? It, it's relative, that's the word. It's relative to who we are, where we are in life, what's going on. God wants to meet all of our needs, but he does want to bless us abundantly. And for some people, yeah, they might have more money than others, but he actually still wants to meet all of our, all of our needs. The prosperity gospel is, is a very, it's, a twist, it's twisting God's nature of giving. And it's kind of really what it is, is it's, it turns into give money to this church, give money to this ministry, give money to this man of God and, and you'll be blessed. And I'm sure many of us would have heard stuff like that and seen stuff like that. But it is twisting God's nature because he does want to prosper us he does want to give to us he does want to bless us he does want to encourage us that's his that's his father's heart so physically being in good health mentally spiritually financially relationally with our friends family children marriages in every way he wants us to prosper there's a there's something that Pastor Clive mentioned. This actually came from Pastor Colin in the video a few weeks ago. And Pastor Clive said he wants to take us from addition, and this is as a church, from addition to multiplication, from gleaning to harvest, from blessing to abundance. And you probably would have heard that. But he, it, he doesn't want to just give us the bare minimum, the bare minimum, the little bit. He wants us to have more than enough. And it's not more than enough so that we can have loads for ourselves. It's more than enough so that we can give, so that we have enough to give. And actually that more than enough, you can't really, it's not a sum of money, is it? Like say we're talking about finances, it's not just a sum because more than enough for one person may look like something different for another person. So maybe you might have an extra 20 quid in your bank and and that's more than enough for you individually. And out of that, he wants you to give some of that. Or you might have an extra thousands of pounds. And out of that, do you know what I mean? It's relative. He, may, he might want you to give some more of that to, to someone, to bless someone. But it's still more than enough. Does that make sense? So addition to multiplication, gleaning to harvest. So that's as a church. He wants us, Pastor Colin was saying that instead of just seeing a few people added to our church... He wants to, it needs to be multiplying, a multiplication of people. So not just a few people here and there, not just a small bit of gleaning, but harvest. Multiplication is where we all bring someone to the Lord. So if there's, I don't know, maybe 60, 70 people in this room, it doubles and then it doubles again rather than just a few people just coming through. And God's just working this in kingdom faith. And we, we need to see that happen. And as we pray and press into God and see him move and, and just, you know, get out there, get, talk to people, reach to people, you know, God will do that. We want to see that, that multiplication take place, that harvest take place. It's been prophesied. It's been spoken about a lot. Um, and we want to see that blessing to abundance. So not just 
a little bit of blessing. So we want to go from poverty, a poverty mindset, which is just the bare minimum or even lack. We want to move from that to blessing and then from blessing to abundance. So we want to move from a poverty mindset to a prospering mindset. This scripture in Matthew 7, many of you would have heard before. Which of you, if you ask, if your son, sorry, asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. So God wants to give us good gifts. He wants to give good gifts to his children. But I like, just linked on to the back of that, it says, so in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. So who here likes receiving gifts, presents, money, flowers, surprises? Anyone here like to receive things like that? I definitely do. You know, actually, someone talked about a tax rebate. We got a tax rebate about a few weeks back, which was, I was basically paying emergency tax for about a year and a half. So it was almost double tax for the year and a half. And then we found out and, yeah, basically, the tax man gathered all of that, that double tax and gave it all back to us. So we are feeling quite blessed at the moment. Hallelujah. It's almost like God was saving, doing a saving thing for us without us knowing about it. Because I know if it was in our bank account, it just goes, it just goes out. We don't even see it, it just goes out. So, you know, God, God is good in that way. But yeah, we love to receive gifts, surprises, presents. But just using that scripture, do to others what you have them do to you. If you love to receive things like that, when was the last time you did that for someone else? When was the last time you gave someone else a gift or flowers or surprise or, you know, did something for someone? Because that's how, that's how God works. It, it's interesting how, so this is in Matthew 7, 9 to 12, how he talks about giving good gifts to his children. But right after that, so if I just read from verse 10 or verse 11, it says, if you then though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Exclamation mark. So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you, for this sums up the law of the prophets. It's interesting how he put that straight after that. And why not bless someone? Why not bless someone? You know, how many of you ever, maybe this is just me, but you know when you're praying for something from God and maybe it's a financial breakthrough, maybe it's something else physical, I don't know. And, and actually the vehicle that God uses to give you that thing is another believer. How many have experienced that? That happens to me all the time. Sometimes I just think, right, this is going to drop out of heaven. I'm just going to get this, get, say it's a financial thing. It's just going to turn up and it's going to meet all our needs. And then actually it is God, but what it looks like is someone actually coming up to you and saying, Here's, a, here's an envelope and I just felt like I needed to give you this and it's got money in it or whatever. Or someone comes and prays for you, you know, they, they, they pray for you and just release God's healing into your body. Sometimes, well, most of the time, I think we are the vehicle that God wants to use to bless other people's lives. We're the vehicle that we, he wants to use to speak and encourage and bless and give people advice and pray for people and see God change their lives. Sometimes people can be, well, 
There may be many people even in this room waiting for you to bless them, for you to be obedient to what God's telling you to do and give and release something into their lives. And it's just a matter of being obedient, being, being sensitive to the spirit of God to see, okay, God, what, what is it you want to say to them? Like, I guess like with Jen this morning, I was just standing there and as she, as she was just singing, what a beautiful name. I kind of just looked at her and sometimes I could just look at people and then God just dropped something into my spirit. It's like, okay, God wants to just say something to you. So I could have not done it. I could have been like, okay, well, the meeting's moving on. Let's just, you know, I'll catch you some other time. We'll do it some other time. And then maybe have forgotten. But it's just like, God, drop something on you. Then just do it. If you feel that unction, the moving of the spirit, God's spirit is kind of saying, do this, then do it. It might be saying something just as simple as that to someone, but it's it's being obedient. And hopefully that's blessed Jen. I don't know. Maybe we we could talk about that after. But I'm sure it's, it was a word because, yeah, I'm just sure it's a word in season for her because I, I could feel it. But God wants to use us as his vehicle to bless others, to give to others. He wants, us to, use, he wants to use us as a vehicle to reveal his nature to others. How else do people know what his nature is, his character is, unless we, his children, can reflect that to others? So have a think, is there anyone you can bless in your life? Not just in this room, not just with believers, maybe someone at work, maybe someone at home, maybe someone you, you, know, you just know, a neighbour, whoever, but bless someone, give, as God's character is to give. Let's, he lives in us, in us there should, be a character, there should be something that flows out to want to give. When I, was, um, when I gave my life to the Lord, um, before I gave my life to the Lord, I was... I wasn't a very generous person. I was quite self-centered, self-focused, just getting on with my life and wanting to earn money, wanting to just, you know, earn more money, I guess, and, and live a good life for me. I was very self, I think I was quite a selfish person. Even with, even with in my family, I was quite a self-motivated, self-absorbed person. Just, you know, just getting on with my life. But, you know, when I gave my life to the Lord and, and, I just, and he came to live in me, I... I just, something turned in me to then want to just be aware of other people. I was just aware of others and aware of wanting to help other people. I don't know if you've experienced that as well, that just something just clicks in you and it's like, wow, that person's in need and maybe I need to go and help that person or how can I do something for this person? And it was just something that it's, it comes from God's spirit living inside of you. Do you know what I mean? It's not something you've got to muster up. It's like, just allowing him to just work through you to give, to bless, to help, to be there for people. I know when Anna, kind of, Anna came back to her old church and when we met, Anna was just like, she was just like a giving machine. She came back and she, was signed, she signed up for every, any course that was going on in church, anything that was happening, anything of outreach, anything that was going on. She even signed up to the Samaritans, didn't you? She became a Samaritan and was just on the phone, you know, helping people that, that phoned up. She was just like, anything she could possibly do to give, it was just like, right, I'm doing this this evening. I was like, Anna, can we have like an evening in? Like, no, I'm out, I'm doing this, I'm, I'm going here, I'm doing this, I need to go to Samaritans. And it was, it was just like, but, but God, God's spirit, when he comes in us and is released in us, his nature comes out of us. And we need to pray for that. We need to believe for that and, say, and just allow his spirit to, to flow out of us. 
in a positive way to, to, to just God, whatever you want to do for people, because God's interested in people, the people we're around. And many of you in your working lives or at home or whatever, you're, we're around people and God wants to just reach people, reach people, reach people. In Proverbs eleven twenty four and 25, it says, one person gives freely yet gains even more. Another withholds unduly, but comes to poverty. A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed themselves. So one person gives freely, yet gains even more. So that generous heart, that generous spirit, as you give freely, it's like the more you give, the more just comes back to you. Another withholds unduly, but comes to poverty. So if we're tight or... You know, what's, what's, an, what's another word for being kind of... Oh, stingy is probably, <laughs> is probably a good word. If we're, we're stingy and we're tight and we just want to hold on to everything that we've got and hold on to ourselves and we're, we're a bit too self-focused, it says here, if, if, we, if we withhold things unduly, we come to poverty. But a generous person will prosper. Whoever, whoever refreshes others will themselves be refreshed. That's God's character. Some, there's a lie of the enemy that, that some of us believe, which is... If I give, then I'm going to have less. If I give out of my time, I give out of my finances, I give out, give to others, then it just, it's going to deplete me. But actually in God's economy, in God's kingdom, the more we give, the more we receive. The more we give out, the more we allow him to flow out through us, the more comes back to us. How many of you have been in a situation where, uh, I don't know, you're, you're, you're being obedient to God, but, and you're giving out of what God's given to you in whatever way, shape or form that is. But then it's like you get blessed in the process. In the process of giving to others, it's like you, you receive a blessing. And one, just, one thing that comes to mind on the, and the Freedom Encounters, when, <laughs> which is a, a full-on day for the people that are praying. You know the Freedom Encounter, most, I think pretty much everyone's been through that. The guys praying on the prayer team, it's, it's quite a gruelling time of it's hours of praying for people and hours of preparation and hours of prayer. And you can feel a bit drained. But actually, as you're giving out to others, it's like you, you get blessed. You get blessed. It's like you're giving, you're, you're praying for people, you're releasing stuff. And it can feel a bit tiring, but actually there's something that comes back on you that is like you go away feeling, sometimes you can feel actually physically a little bit drained, but actually spiritually, you know you've been built up. You know you've been a channel of God's power, God's grace towards others. And you, and you receive something, you grow in that. And actually that's the way we grow as believers. We grow by giving. We grow by giving out. That's how we, that's how we become stronger believers that's how we it's just God's economy of of things the more you give the more you receive if we're not giving out of anything it kind of can hinder your growth he's made it that way the disciples straight away you know they're just straight out there giving and praying for people you know just working working the things of God like the 70 I spoke about earlier you know he just sent them out prayed for them go out go and pray for people like they probably barely knew anything about anything they, but he was just like just go just go get on with it and they came back with amazing reports of people being healed and demons coming out and everything you know God moving but God what he's given to us he just wants us to just give it out so at the end of that scripture it says a generous person will prosper whoever refreshes others will will themselves be refreshed so what does it look like to refresh others I, I probably I probably mentioned that already. We've, we've 
we've done that, but physically, emotionally, spiritually, financially, how can we support other people? Can we just be there for someone, a shoulder to cry on, someone to just pray with, someone to just chat to? That's refreshing others. As we refresh others, we ourselves will be refreshed, the word says. So 1 John 3, 16 and 17 says, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech but with actions and in truth. And that just speaks for itself. With actions and in truth, let us be there for people. And also, just another analogy. You know, when you see, if you have children or young people, or, or that you're around, as a father, when I see my children sharing what they have, or or giving something out of what they have, which means they're going to have less. So, a sacrificial gift to someone, or they, or helping someone. Just when you see your own children doing that, it kind of it your heart you have much more of a heart for that child don't you you think wow they they, they're going to have less because they've decided to share what they've got or to give all of what they've got to their their sibling or friend or whoever and it kind of does something in in you doesn't it you think wow you know that that's just that's just that's just love that they're showing there and I believe God is the same when he sees us sharing nicely giving what we, we have the time we have to help other people it does something in God's heart he when he sees us showing other people mercy when he sees us being generous being kind being loving it's like it 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 does something in him I believe that just activates something that's why it talks about giving when we give we receive because I think it just it clicks something in God's heart it's like wow they they've got it they're loving they're loving with my love they're giving with my love and and he just wants to give more to us. It's like that child, if you, you know, you, if your children do that, it's like you want to just go and give them what they've just given away to, their, to the other person. In 2 Corinthians 9, 8, and then 10 to 11, it says this, and God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Verse 10 says, now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through your generosity, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. So he wants to give us, that talks about him giving us and enriching us in every way so that we can be generous and give. So we can be generous on every occasion and your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. Now I'm just going to read something to you that I felt God speak to me last night and just receive this from him. And I love the way, because what Holly said and she hears God, obviously. It's interesting how what Holly said this morning and what I heard from God is, is pretty similar. Okay, so we're gonna, as I read this, then we're gonna, we're gonna respond to him. I felt God say, there are people here 
that believe that God doesn't like them. You have a hard time believing that you're the apple of his eye and you are highly favored and he has chosen to bless you and not curse you. Many people here think that you don't deserve to be blessed by God because you're not living right by his standards. You think that blessing is a reward for good behavior and lack is a punishment for bad behavior, disobedience or sin. And this is what I felt God wanted to say as well. I told Moses, I forgive sin and I'm slow to anger. And that was before Christ. I know the world you live in. I know the trials and temptations and struggles you go through and the things that you have struggled with from birth. Therefore, I measure to you grace. Something that no one deserves, but I've given to you freely. My grace enables you to receive abundant blessing. My grace qualifies you to receive my abundant blessing. I don't favor one more than another. No one can say I owe them anything because all is a work of my grace. I chose you so that no man can boast and say they deserve more than anyone else. To answer the question of whether I give to those that sin, none of you would be here if I didn't. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. If you say you are without sin, you are a liar. 1 John 1.8, if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. My nature is to give, so I give. My nature is to love, so I love. My nature is to show mercy, so I show mercy. I am who I am, and that will never change. The vice of man won't stop me from giving to them. I cause the sun to rise on the evil and the good and send rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. It's my desire that none should perish, but all should come to repentance. Even when you were... In your sin, I died for you. How much more do I care for you now you belong to me? Go and sin no more, I said to the woman caught in adultery. Does no one condemn you? Then neither do I. There is no condemnation for those who are in me. I came to seek and to save that which is lost, not condemn the world. The evil one has come to accuse you. I don't accuse you. I've come to set you free from accusation. My heart for you is to give you life in all its fullness, to prosper you in all ways. To abound means to have more than enough. I am your more than enough. When you have me, you have everything. I am the pearl of great price. I am the treasure in the field that you would sell everything to possess. I am the bread of life the bread of heaven that has come down, your daily bread. I am life in all its fullness. Today is the day to receive from me. just read that last bit again my heart for you is to give you life in all its fullness to prosper you in all ways to abound means to have more than enough I am your more than enough 
When you have me, you have everything. I am the pearl of great price. I am the treasure in the field that you would sell everything to possess. I am the bread of life, the bread of heaven that has come down, your daily bread. I am life in all its fullness. Just as you sit there, if you just close your eyes, just receive from him right now. You know, in the scripture, it talks about him being the bread of life. It says, if you eat this bread, you will never hunger. He is life to us. And just receive life right now from him. He wants to pour his life into all of us. Life in all its fullness. We are the apple of his eye. He loves us with an unfailing, undeserving, unconditional love. He's poured out his love. He's lavished it on us. 